0: Pittsburgh Steeler fans, welcome back to another episode of the Steelers Injury Report. I am Jeff Hartman, your host of this podcast. All of these podcasts in the Injury Report line of work, the Mike Tomlin recap, the Breaking News Guy, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Let's Ride, and then even on the Steelers preview, I co-host that show. And I'm the co-editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. You never visited that website before. And we realize there's a lot of people that might have found this podcast platform They didn't even know that we were a part of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, which is a part of SB Nation, which is a part of Vox Media. Nonetheless, we're here. Finally, the Steelers are getting ready to play the Philadelphia Eagles in Week 5 at Heinz Field. That's a 1 o'clock kickoff, and that is covered by Fox Sports. The visiting team always carries the coverage, so whenever the Steelers host an NFC team, Fox has the game. So we'll have – I know Steeler fans will have some unique graphics to watch – and uh, different announcers and things of that nature. We'll have all that information for you on Friday morning in our How to Watch, the upcoming game, which is done by Dave Schofield, co-editor of curtain.com. But Wednesday is the first reported injury day for teams that play on Sundays. And so the Pittsburgh Steelers, they've already practiced. They wrapped up practice. Juju Smith-Schuster spoke to media after the practice. And it's time to take a look at the injury report as it pertains to the Steelers after Wednesday. Now, I should preface this like I do every week, Wednesday's injury report is not really one that is, you need to cling to every word, because there's so many players that they might have a bumps and bruises, think about Juju Smith-Schuster leading up to week three, he missed Wednesday, he missed Thursday, practice on Friday, and played, so Wednesday and Thursday, take these with a grain of salt, okay, but let's talk about the Steelers first. First, the players that were missing practice, not because it was injury related. So in other words, these players were given the day off. They're not hurt. There's nothing wrong with them. They're fine. That's Ben Roethlisberger because we know every Wednesday he's going to be given the day off. Marquise Pouncey seems like he's following that same protocol with Roethlisberger. Anytime he's off, Pouncey's off. And then Stefan Tewitt was given the day off as well. Now, Cam Hayward had been a part of that for a while but I guess maybe coming off that impromptu bye week in week four, they decided, Hey, Cam, you're fine. You can get out there and practice. Now let's talk about the players that were injured and did not participate. So the players that we knew were banged up, Derek Watt with a hamstring, Marcus Allen with a foot to be more specific plantar fasciitis. It's a very painful injury, by the way. Um, He did not practice either. So those two players were expected to, to miss. Now, Derek Watt on Tuesday, Mike Tomlin had his weekly press conference. He spoke about Watt starting to run. He hadn't really done a lot of change of direction, hadn't really pushed his hamstring. I said this on that podcast when I did the recap. If you haven't listened, you can go and check that out after this. But that's an injury that can get re-injured really quick, really fast. Can that turn south? So I was not shocked to see Derek Watt practice. I would be shocked if he even plays this week. And it's a similar story with Marcus Allen and the plantar fasciitis. He had only been running in a pool. They hadn't even had him out on the field yet. They said they were going to test him out. I never – I don't think that he'll play this week. I don't think either of these two guys are going to play. I think they have a better shot of playing next week and maybe even not even then. These injuries are ones that you just have to let him, you just have to give it time. You have to give it time to recover. You have to give it time to fully heal before you get out there. And push it, because the last thing, especially for Watt, is the last thing you would want to do is you would want to go out on the field, push it, and then all of a sudden you pull that hamstring and you're starting back from from square one. you got to let that muscle heal, and that's what they're trying to do. Other players that missed practice today, cornerback Joe Hayden missed with an illness. Obviously, that's not COVID, or else he would have been put on the COVID list. It's just a regular illness. Maybe he's got a cold Whatever the case may be, he wasn't practicing. They gave him a day off. Deontay Johnson shockingly missed practice, not because of the concussion that held him out or he left week three. He recovered. He's not in the protocol anymore, but it was because of a toe. So this might be a lingering issue. We've heard about this foot slash toe injury all season. This might be something that Deontay Johnson deals with for the duration of the uh, for the duration of the season. And then lastly, Juju Smith Schuster. I just mentioned him how he, pra- he didn't practice Wednesday and Thursday leading up to week three, and then he ended up playing. It was a knee injury. He's missing Wednesday practice with a knee injury again and did not participate. As of this recording of this podcast, the uh, Philadelphia Eagles had not released their practice report yet. Not sure what they're waiting on. I was even waiting to do the podcast and try to find out, but I decided, you know what, we're just going to go ahead and move forward with it. And really the news on Wednesday is the Steelers, but I will touch and definitely will touch on the Eagles report on Thursday's show. And there's some really big names that you're going to have to look out for, whether it's along their offensive line, which is extremely banged up Deshaun Sean Jackson, uh, Nelson Aguilar is another one that's been banged up. They're expected to return to practice in some capacity this week. They're not sure if they're going to be able to play on Sunday at Heinz field, but ultimately they are going to be some players to watch, some key players to watch, because when they have those players available, it's a different dynamic on the offense for Carson Wentz compared to if they're not there. Without Deshaun Jackson, without Naguilar, you don't have the deep threats. You don't have the big name receivers. You're relying more on players like Zach Ertz, and he's a great player. But when he's your number one offensive weapon in the passing game, that's a problem. So we'll be keeping an eye on those. But the one thing I always tend to do is to take a look at, For all those people that play fantasy football, you're looking down the road, I don't think that you should be concerned with any of the injuries that I just mentioned for the Steelers. Mainly, you're looking at players like Deontay Johnson with a toe. You're looking at Juju Smith-Schuster with a knee. Those two players in particular are going to be players that are on a lot of people's rosters, on a lot of people's radars in regards to looking at, are they going to be productive this week? I do think that they have a chance of being productive because I think that the Steelers, if they're smart, they're going to run a lot of no huddle, a lot of hurry up this week. They're going to try to get the ball into their playmakers' hands quick to neutralize the pass rush of the Philadelphia Eagles because the Philadelphia Eagles, believe it or not, because they played in week four and Pittsburgh didn't, they leapfrogged Pittsburgh, and now they lead the league in sacks with 17, and Pittsburgh has 15 in just three games. So this is going to be a, a situation in a game where two Defenses that love to pressure the quarterback going against one another. If you like that type of that style of defense, you're going to love this game. But Pittsburgh can neutralize that because they have the playmakers to get the football in their hands, and the Steelers can actually utilize all of their weapons. So that means that Deontay Johnson's fully healthy. Same with Juju Smith Schuster. Get Chase Claypool on the field, James Washington over the middle, Eric Ebron and, and uh, Vance McDonald. And let's not forget also how the Steelers can and will. Use a player like James Washington in space coming out of the backfield to make receptions. This is how, and I think back to 2014, it seems like eons ago. It was six years ago when On Bell was still a really young player. That was his coming out year. He annihilated defenses in 2014 and 2015. And almost all of his yards after the catch were these little dink and dunk passes where he would stay in the block, would just get out into the backfield, and then Ben would just dump the ball over his head, the line's head, and Le'Veon Bell would have nothing but grass for at least 15 yards. They can do that against a defense like Phillies. If Phillies going to be aggressive, they have multiple ways that they can counteract that. And I think the Pittsburgh Steelers would be really smart to utilize that. And, and and even Mike Tomlin in his Tuesday press conference was asked about: Could you operate out of the hurry up and the no huddle to kind of? neutralize that pass rush, like I mentioned. And he his response was, it depends on how efficient you are. In other words, if you want to go no huddle or hurry up and you're being stymied at the line of scrimmage and it's creating third and long, so well, that's kind of defeating the purpose. But the Eagles, we know they like to rotate defensive linemen in that front seven, they let about seven or eight players that they like to get keep fresh bodies. If you can keep them from substituting, tire them out, you can wear them down but you have to execute. You got to get the ball into the playmakers' hands, and that's where you have a situation with a lot of these different players in regards to Juju Smith-Schuster, Deontay Johnson, all the players that I mentioned earlier. Especially Eric Ebron, I think it's going to be a big thing for him if they can find a way to keep him on the field longer than what they have been. There you have it, folks. That's the Wednesday press. sorry, not the Wednesday press conference is the Wednesday injury report. For the Pittsburgh Steelers heading into week five against the Philadelphia Eagles, I will be back tomorrow, Thursday, to deliver another injury report podcast. And so make sure you check out all of our audio content. If you are someone that just happened to catch it, we have morning shows tomorrow morning. Thursday morning will be Dave Schofield and the Steelers Stat Geek in the morning. And then we'll have the Know Your Enemy uh, that'll run at noon. And then we'll have my injury report later in the day. We give you at least three shows. And by the way, if you haven't checked it out, go back and check out the breaking news podcast that I did before this one in regards to the Tennessee Titans and the news breaking around them and what they did and did not do in terms of following NFL protocol leading up to that week four game. Check out that podcast. I got to be honest. I went on a little rant, but I think Steeler fans will agree with what I had to say. All right, folks, that's it. BehindTheSteelCurtain.com should be your one-stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers. Wherever you follow us in your audio platforms, Spotify, Google Play, iTunes, Stitcher, Anchor, Pandora, you name it, follow us so you don't miss a thing. And as always, be safe, be kind, and God bless. We'll see you tomorrow. Here we go, Steelers.